0: D. James Kennedy Ministries presents, Truths That Transform.
1: Everyone can see that our fractious, angry culture is in some dire straits, but do you know why?
0: If you read his letters and you, and you read his books, he was really out to try to explain life by natural processes. He was really out to try to get rid of this idea that God
1: created anything. What is the root of the problem? Find out on today's Truths That Transform. (music) Welcome to Truths That Transform, a production of D. James Kennedy Ministries, where we are standing for truth and defending your freedom. It's undeniable that we are witnessing a rise in anger, frustration, and hopelessness in our culture, and the year of pandemic shutdowns has seemingly raised those levels exponentially. But if we blame it merely on one set of circumstances or another, we will miss what's really going on here. In Western civilization, it was always held that man is a creature with great purpose, created in the image of God to fulfill God's purposes for this world and for eternity. But today, students are taught that man has no purpose. Because of evolution, they learn their very existence is the result of random chance processes. And that means their lives are without any intrinsic value or meaning, a connection many quickly make. We see the results all around us. On today's program, you'll discover the dangers of teaching this to our children who are at greater risk of violence, suicide, drug abuse, sex trafficking, and a host of other pathologies never seen before. Our own David Wright has more.
2: When Charles Darwin published his book, On the Origin of Species, in 1859, the theory of evolution became mainstream. This dangerous ideology would end up having a catastrophic impact. See, Darwin didn't invent the idea of
0: evolution, obviously. I mean the Greeks believed in evolution. He, he just popularized a particular view of evolution that gave people what they thought was a scientific justification for rejecting God and explaining everything by natural processes. I mean if you read his letters and you and you read his books, He was really out to try to explain life by natural processes. He was really out to try to get rid of this idea that God created anything.
3: Evolution is an idea. And a lot of people are taught that it's science and it's part of the scientific method. But it's an idea, it's an ideology. And those who embrace this ideology under the guise of science is false. It's a myth. Of course, Darwin set forth the idea that we evolved, we weren't created. And this was huge. The implications, and I know we're talking about things that happened more than a century ago, but the implications for academics, politics, culture, even for religion, the implications are huge. We've taken God out of
2: the equation. When God goes out of the equation, morality goes out of the equation. The law goes out of the equation. The key difference between creationism and evolution is the idea of order and design. Does life have meaning and purpose, or is it simply random occurrences, devoid of any true meaning? God is a God of
3: order. He created an orderly universe. Science supports this kind of universe, a universe of law. Once we dismantle that, we take it away, then we have chaos, and everything goes.
2: You know, I have... Uh, Five children, one of the things we talk about, uh, most people, when you ask them, what's two plus two, they'll say four, right? Uh, But they won't ask this additional question. Why does two plus two equal four? And if two plus two equals four, will it always equal four? And the point I'm getting at is that in order for disciplines like mathematics and science to work, they require constancy and order. You can't get a consistent mathematical equation and a consistent scientific formula. ...without there being a designed universe. Darwin's atheistic worldview began to take root in many aspects of society, ultimately leading to the 1962 United States Supreme Court ruling, which banned prayer in public schools. And You know, when our public schools have, by and large, thrown
0: God out, the Bible out, prayer out, they say they've thrown religion out, but they haven't. They threw Christianity out and have replaced it with the religion of naturalism. Because what Darwinian evolution is all about is ultimately naturalism, and naturalism is atheism. And that's what's really happened. If you read the public school textbooks, I've read a number of them, the biology textbooks, geology textbooks, and they say, you cannot bring the supernatural into science. Science can only explain things by natural processes. What they're saying is naturalism is the basis by which we teach you how to think about these issues and naturalism is atheism. When you take evolution, for example, which is taught in our schools and it's dominant in our universities, that really life is random, that there is just sort of an accident to it, and survival of the fittest. So the children go to school and, and they're not taught the truth, they're not taught Um, biblical standards and so they're confused and they try to seek out sexual practices as young children or they they try to change their gender or their identity or they 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 go into drugs or alcohol and and then into adults people are constantly trying to find meaning and purpose because there's an emptiness in their soul because they don't take the truth of the Word of
2: God. This laissez-faire attitude towards life encourages irrational thinking rather than rational thinking, which can be a slippery slope We now
3: have taken the fences and moved them back. We keep moving the fences back and back. So now more and more chaos exists. And there's a lot of confusion. Society bears the brunt of that.
4: The fact is what Darwin did is give people license to do whatever they wanted to do because we came up through the animal world. But when we begin to act like animals and a
2: man takes a gun and shoots a whole lot of students in a school, suddenly, how could this happen? With morality thrown out the window, we've seen a huge spike in divorce, abortions, drug overdoses, suicides, and murders. But should any of this surprise us? Out of Darwin's teachings flow many dark and sinister ideologies. One of the things
4: that Darwinianism did in its early days was it had a whole series of of sort of pseudo-scientific offshoots, Francis Galton, who was a nephew of Charles Darwin, was in fact the founder of eugenics. Eugenics took root though because it had a kind of social Darwinist aspect to it. Uh, How do we reshape society? How do we build a better future? How can we have tomorrow land? a perfect world with a perfectly healthy and uh, very scientific and mindful citizenry. That was the goal of eugenics. And essentially Planned Parenthood became the, the, the foot soldiers of the eugenics
2: movement. Margaret Sanger was the founder of Planned Parenthood.
3: When we look at Margaret Sanger, we see that she was a follower of Darwinian evolution. In America, we had a very popular eugenics movement in the early 1900s, and many of the uh, intellectuals, uh, rich, well-to-do people, were involved in this kind of better man. Margaret Sanger was right in the middle of it, and the idea of a better man was evolutionary from its very beginning that the Darwin's
2: evolutionary tree existed and that there were lower forms and those lower forms the lower form of man. And behind the idea of eugenics comes inherent racism.
3: If you take a look at Darwin's theory and really understand it, um, Darwin even had trouble with the idea of racism. The fact that our, our institutions are teaching evolution, evolution in its way is racist. So this idea of racism uh, is not new, it's been around. It's just that we've been tiptoeing around it and using different terminology.
2: When you look in terms of evolution, evolution by its own form is racist. It is vital to understand the dangers young people face with this radical atheistic ideology coming at them on all fronts. Many young people, even raised in a
3: Christian home, maybe they made a profession of faith, but they go away to college and they're they're kind of blindsided by things like relativism, uh, Darwinian evolution, materialism, or they, they sit under professors that almost make it their business to shatter the faith of young people. That's intellectual skepticism.
0: When you take generations of kids through an education system and you teach them there's no God and you teach Darwinian evolution, naturalism as fact, What's going to happen is the coming generations are going to become more consistent with what they believe, and they're going to do what is right in their own eyes. And you're going to see moral relativism permeate the culture.
1: Like many things he saw so clearly, Dr. D. James Kennedy was virtually prophetic in foretelling the impact of decades of teaching children, there is no God, and they are merely the unintended products of chance. That insight wasn't because of some ecstatic vision, but because Dr. Kennedy understood the Word of God and where the logic of rejecting God would lead. He explains in this portion of his classic message, The Root of the Problem.
4: My sermon topic this morning is the root of the problem. We have a lot of problems that have plagued this world in the last several centuries, and there have been a lot of great evils that have tromped back and forth across the world and have left hundreds of millions of people dead in their wake. The root of the problem of most of the great ills that have afflicted society and do afflict it today are caused by the teaching of evolution. It has been called the big lie, which has deceived hundreds of millions of people and has probably brought about more death than any other view in the history of the world. Evolution, which simply says that the whole universe is made up of nothing but matter. And matter, time, and chance, the trinity of materialism, have brought all things into existence that they do, that do exist, and therefore there is no God. One scientist said that he was confident that if they were willing to be honest about the matter, if you interviewed social scientists at our elite universities across the country you would find out something surprising. You would find that at least 95, perhaps he says 99% of them would not be willing to sign the Declaration of Independence if they were honest. Why? Very simple. They don't believe in a creator. They don't believe that we have been created equal or any other way. They do not believe that we have been endowed with certain inalienable rights by this creator. None of that they believe. And if they were honest, they would not sign the document that makes us and made us Americans. And he says, parents may do all that they can to rear their children to be honest and godly and moral young people to have purpose in their lives, and then they send them off to four years of college, and after that, they wonder what happened. And all of those things are undermined, and if that doesn't do it, a couple of years of graduate school are almost certain to destroy any vestige of belief in God, moral absolutes, morality, Americanism, patriotism, or any of those things. And that, my friends, is due to evolution. Evolution has made our public schools and universities and this college a mortal danger to the lives and souls of young people with tragic consequences. Dr. Ernest Gordon, the dean emeritus of Princeton University Chapel, also the hero of the bridge over the River Kwai, a fascinating and godly man. He said that during the late 50s, he was invited to address the senior class of an English department in a city high school. When I arrived at the school, I introduced myself to the assistant headmaster whose office was at the entrance. He guided me to the appropriate hall. Twenty years later, I was invited to the same school for the same purpose. I again presented myself at the same office. But it was no longer the office of an educator. It was, or even the assistant headmaster, it was the command post of a police inspector. Corridors and classrooms were monitored by police officers who reported regularly to the inspector. The reasons for the change were obvious. Violence, assault, rape, drug-induced madness. I interpret this scene as evidence of the end times of a civilization that once benefited from the Christian worldview, that once exalted creation and people and provided the ideals essential for an authentic education, I recognize that civilization does not create Christians. However, the community of faith created and still creates the civility that makes civilization possible. The demoralized school is the tragic consequence of society's rejection of a biblical worldview that provided the intellectual dynamic of Western education. In Western civilization, it has always been held that man is a creature with a great purpose, created in the image of God to fulfill his purposes in this world and that he has an everlasting life ahead of him. There is no God, there are no moral absolutes. And if there are no moral absolutes, as Dostoevsky put it, if there is no God, then everything is permissible. Think about it, that's true. Because of evolution, man has lost his significance. Today, students are taught that man has no purpose because you see, teleology, the science of purposes, is the bete noire, the black beast of evolution. They cannot stand that anything would have purpose. Teleology must go. And so, therefore, everything is not pre-planned by a divine intelligence and a beneficent God who providentially provides for his creatures. No, it all happens purely by chance with no foreview of what the end in mind is at all. Therefore, man has no purpose. Consequently, he has no significance. Of course, you know that Hitler was a devout evolutionist and a follower of Nietzsche and Haeckel and that he taught evolution to his to his troops. He gave them all, all of the Wehrmacht, a copy of uh, Darwin's book and Nietzsche's book, on, which talked about evolution of the God-man, of our becoming God. And he was absolutely determined to create a super race by getting rid of the inferior races. And by the way, racism is basically an evolutionary concept The word race is never even used in the Bible, except for a foot race. But all of the 19th century evolutionists were strong racists, including Darwin, who said that the inferior races at some time in the future would all be destroyed by the superior races, and Hitler and others set out to do so. We also know that the founder of Planned Parenthood set out to get rid of the human weeds, as she called them, so that the superior stock might prevail. And also, I trust you know that communism is based upon evolution, as is Nazism, as is fascism. And the communists killed, according to the Senate Committee of the United States of America, 135 million people in peacetime the greatest mass murderers of all time, Stalin and Mao and Pol Pot and all of the rest, and all of that complements of evolution. Therefore, we can conclude with a statement made by a very famous evolutionist, Sir Arthur Keith, Arthur Keith was the number one evolutionist in Great Britain. And after, or at the end of the Second World War, he said that what we have just seen is for the first time in history, a modern, secular, technological state has based itself entirely upon the principles of evolution. He was horrified. He wrote, 20 books defending evolution and then he saw it in Nazi Germany and the Holocaust and he was appalled and he said also this, let me say in conclusion I have come to this, keep in mind who this is talking, the law of Christ is incompatible with the law of evolution. As far as the law of evolution has worked hitherto, nay, the two laws are at war with each other. The law of Christ can never prevail until the law of evolution is destroyed. The greatest evolutionist of Great Britain, Sir Arthur Keith.
1: Dr. Kennedy clearly saw that evolution was the root of the problem because it provided a path to atheism that would lead to every imaginable social ill. We are shocked when a child walks into a school and opens fire. Yet one of the Columbine shooters was wearing a shirt that had natural selection written on it when he attacked. If we all rose out of the ooze by chance, then there is no meaning or purpose to the universe, a viewpoint being increasingly lived out all around us. That's why it's more important than ever to understand the truth. And the truth is not Darwinian evolution. Our good ministry friend, Tom DeRosa, whom you saw earlier in this program, is an award-winning science teacher and worked closely with Dr. Kennedy. He's written a booklet called Evidence for Creation, Intelligent Answers for Open Minds. And we would like to send it to you as our thanks for your generous donation to help us proclaim truth and defend freedom. Simply write to us at D. James Kennedy Ministries, Box 11154, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33339. Or call toll-free, 877-962-7677. Or go online to djkm.org. Tom DeRosa worked with Dr. Kennedy to establish the Creation Studies Institute right here in South Florida, and this book demonstrates in an easy, understandable way how Darwin's theory of evolution clashes with the true evidence from geology, biology, and history. And if you're able to give a generous donation of $50 or more, we will send you the booklet, plus. THE HIGHLY-PRAISED DOCUMENTARY FILM IS GENESIS HISTORY ON DVD. THIS FULL-LENGTH FEATURE FILM, HOSTED BY DELL TACKETT OF THE TRUTH PROJECT, POWERFULLY DEMONSTRATES HOW SCIENCE VERIFIES THE GENESIS ACCOUNT OF CREATION. AND IT ALSO DEBUNKS THOSE SCHOLARS OF THE BIBLE who attempt to incorporate Darwinian evolution into their theory of creation by claiming that Genesis is poetry or metaphor rather than actual history. This documentary was a surprise hit when it was in theaters, at least surprising to the secular world, and it's now available on DVD, which we will send to you along with the book Evidence for Creation, Intelligent Answers for Open Minds by Tom DeRosa, as our thanks for your generous ministry gift of $50 or more. Or we will just send the booklet for a generous donation. Your faith will be strengthened by these resources, and you will want to share them with your children and grandchildren who are surrounded by evolutionary teaching. Simply write to us at D. James Kennedy Ministries, Box 11154, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33339 or call toll-free 877-962-7677 or go online to djkm.org. It has long been a tenet of the so-called progressive left that the nuclear family must be abolished. 18th century socialist Robert Owen said that children should belong to families until they are three years old, at which point they should be raised by the community. One can hear more recent echoes of this from the likes of Hillary Clinton, who said it takes a village to raise a child. An MSNBC promo made the same case a while back.
2: Part of it is we have to break through our kind of private idea that kids belong to their parents or kids belong to their families and recognize that kids belong to whole communities.
1: The left recognizes that children are the ideal targets for most effective indoctrination. By separating children from the authority of their parents, they can instill everything from progressive gender confusion to atheism. In response, around the country, parents have risen up to banish Marxist critical race theory from their public schools. Not so fast, says the three million member National Education Association, the largest teachers union in America, which these days is little more than a wholly owned subsidiary of the Democrat Party. They recently passed a resolution vowing to fight back against anti-CRT rhetoric. And listen to this. They also approved funds for a study they say will, quote, critique empire, white supremacy, anti-blackness, anti-indigeneity, racism, patriarchy, capitalism, ableism, anthropocentrism, and other forms of power and oppression at the intersections of our society, unquote. Friends. THAT'S NOTHING BUT UNVARNISHED RADICAL MARXISM, AND IT'S BEING TAUGHT TO YOUR CHILDREN AND GRANDCHILDREN BY THE LEFTIST ACTIVISTS WHO CONTROL PUBLIC EDUCATION. IT'S NO SURPRISE THAT THEY AND THEIR ENABLERS IN THE DEMOCRAT PARTY FIGHT SCHOOL CHOICE AND HOMESCHOOLING EVERY STEP OF THE WAY, THUS FULFILLING THE MARXIST GOAL OF SEPARATING CHILDREN FROM THEIR PARENTS. As many have noted, the only real choice leftists are interested in is parents being able to kill their unborn children. They are actively fighting to build a system to brainwash your children. The only question remaining is, are you going to let them? D. James Kennedy Ministries is standing for truth and defending your freedom. I'm Frank Wright. Thanks for being with us. And here's a look at the next truths that transform.
4: Saul Alinsky used to say, don't solve problems, use them. And he saw that Marxism could be applied to race. That's next week.
0: This has been a production of D. James Kennedy Ministries.